Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rugby Rundown here on the Rugby Network and everywhere you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Kubisero, joined again by the one and only Will Hooley. Lovely to be back, Will. You know, I've got a great show on hand today and obviously have a big mm-hmm. guest as well. Before I get your reactions <laughs> on your weekend, um, we are really, really blessed to have one of the big names of this year in the MLR, a special guest on Matt Gitto to, to give us a lot of insight. I don't want to spoil too much Incredible. as we get to it, but it's a fantastic interview and really excited to kick off the show with him yes absolutely can't wait to get the big man gets on uh wallaby legend mlr legend hearing all about uh why he's here and how he's back into major league rugby now it's sit back and relax and let's get on that kiddo and we are joined by the legend himself matt gitto fresh off his first Hits out of uh, rugby in two and a half years, mate. Uh, you didn't come in with a walker, so great to see. Well, <laughs> no. Welcome to the show. No, I might leave with one. Um, oh, no, it was good. Uh, obviously, uh, it's been a long time since I was playing, so you always have those nerves and those doubts. You know, I played career for a long time, so I just didn't want to come back and um, be a passenger. So I think for me, I, I got a lot of confidence out of that 20, 25 minutes that I played. Um, I felt like I was able to add to the team and I can still contribute. So it was really good for the confidence. What about just in terms of the body? Because two and a half years, man, is a long time. Mm. Um, no doubt about obviously the rugby quality of yourself, but just how those impacts. There's a clip coming up of you scoring that try, mate, and you're getting absolutely bashed. Yeah, I know. Well, I didn't see the guy. <laughs> so I was actually, I was already over the line. And then a winger, he's quite a big winger. Yeah, he, uh, he hit me from, from the side, but... Yeah, luckily I didn't have too far to go. But the, no, the body's good. Like I think um, it wasn't like I did nothing for two and a half years. So I think consistently or habitually I'll always train, mm-hmm. even to enjoy my holidays or I try and stay fit. Um, so the running side of things has been fine. It's just this five weeks that I've been or six weeks in this preseason with San Diego, we've been able to get that contact, get the body ready, um, and it was good. Obviously, adrenaline as well. You don't really feel the impacts. It's just the nerves? next day. Did you have any kind of nerves? Massive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah massive. I think because also I think when I've played for such a long time, when you come into a group, guys are hesitant to give you feedback, honest feedback, I think. Yeah, And that's, that's yeah. probably the, the biggest thing. You know individually how you're playing, so that was where the nerves were. I wanted to be able to contribute, feel like I could still add to the group. But knowing that I think guys soften the blow a little bit, you know, once you've played for a while, how'd you go? Yeah, no, you're good. But you know deep down that you probably weren't that good. So right. the nerves were there. I felt like obviously a new player coming in the squad, there was a little bit in the media about it. So I put more pressure on myself to perform. And not that I thought I did anything well other than for myself, prove that I could potentially contribute um, still to the Legion. And then, mate, um, you know, obviously you've been here now sort of six or so weeks, got through preseason. How are you settling in your new team, San Diego? How have you found it so far? Everything's been good, but my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get that in roommate carried yeah. we you are in six weeks. Corbs' house and you yeah. are house sharing. Yeah, please do elaborate. <laughs> well, I, th- I feel like I'm the cleaner. Is that right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think for the first for the first, We week, do have a cleaner, though, as well. We do have a cleaner, yeah, and I appreciate it. And that cleaner comes. But it was almost for the first 10 days, I, I was just like, surely, like, he, he must be doing something. Then it just clicked in my mind. I've got a 12-year-old boy. Oh, and he's basically oh my my days. son. So we found our knees yeah. were tight. He's, I <laughs> call him dad. He calls me son. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been a, a bonding relationship having, a, you know, a more 
seasoned head here to sort of run the ship because yeah, I am a, a massive child but in you my guys, own house. You guys yeah. knew each other before because uh, you know I, I will come onto the Guiltinis. Don't want to get away from San Diego, but worked each, with each other at the Guiltinis back in California. Uh, yeah, going back to what Corb said, like it must be great to be back in Southern California and then wearing that San Diego badge. It looks good on you. Bro. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. The red and black reminds me of my days at Toulon. Um, so and with Mar- Mar- feel, well. Yeah, with yeah. Mar- So I feel like, yeah, it feels comfortable. I like the colours. Um, but the squad's been great. The players are really good. Uh, the coaching staff, everyone's been very welcoming. Um, and I felt at home quite quickly. I, I reckon probably the army camp had a lot to do with that because you get split off into different groups. Right, yeah, um, yeah. In those little groups, you've got your mini teams where you're getting to know people that you generally wouldn't get to know that quickly. So, yeah. you know, you trip up, trip back. It was really good for me, you know, to integrate into the group. So, yeah, everything's been great. Like, I really feel welcome. I love the team, uh, the area, the support that that San Diego gets is, is a lot bigger than what we were getting in LA. So yeah, it is nice to be here. And obviously you have a great roommate, really, for the record, don't you? No, look, you know what? We found our groove. <laughs> we did, we did. And now, now I love it. He sweetened me up with uh, peanut butter clusters, mate. He brought those into my life. Well, I actually bought them for myself. And, and then, then I came like, down and put them and on my breakfast. And more. Yeah. <laughs> Late night, uh, polar bear just raided uh, the cupboard. That's the one thing I've had to get used to is just him actually having food that's delicious in the house. And me, I usually like order it if I need something delicious because if it's there... Yeah, the, the controls. Yeah, yeah, the controls not not the same as this guy. I, won't, I obviously not playing till forty one. Like like this man for a reason. Discipline with food probably falls into that. But also, Matt, um, you know, we touched a little bit when you first spoke about coming over and, and wanting to sort of finish and stuff. You know, how have you found this second go round in the MLR so far from the first go round? Pretty similar. Like, I mean, obviously the, the teams are different, but you still come in with that, or me individually, come in with that expectation of wanting to perform. I think first and foremost, my, well, my responsibility or what I, the pressure I put on myself was to show that the fellas that I'm here for the right reasons. Mm. You know, I'm committed to playing rugby. I want to get better every day, you know, work hard, earn their respect uh, and be a player that they want to play with. I think, you know, you, you don't want to rely on reputation because very quickly, as soon as you leave, they said, oh, he's not the same player he used to be, which I know I'm not the same player I may have been when I was 25, but I still want to bring that same enthusiasm, that same passion, that same drive, and show the group that and the coaching staff as well that I'm here for the right reasons and I want to add to the Legion and hopefully you know, win that shield. Gets, you, you talk about reputation, though. You come with a massive reputation, and even in this league, because winning it only a few years ago with the Guiltinis. I want to touch a little bit on that because that experience of having that championship winning experience is going to be so useful, San Diego. Just missed out on it last year. I don't want to go too far there. But having that experience, those memories of Guiltinis on a positive front, how awesome were they? How awesome was it with your first MLR experience at LA? And what can you do to bring some of that down to San Diego? I think the whole experience for me, that was when this opportunity came up, automatically you think about the good times and that year, you know, winning the title, mm. the fun we had, the camaraderie, the mates um, that you develop for life off the back of winning a title and sharing that experience together um, was a real driving force for me to come back. The only doubt I had was whether I could still play at that level or still contribute because I'd not played in such a long time. So yep. um Obviously, I've only got through a trial match, which doesn't mean a lot other than for me personally, I feel like I can 
add off the back of that and continue yeah. to grow and hopefully build into the season. But as far as what I can bring when the season happens, I, I don't know. I think we've got a lot of great experienced players around. You know, there's some great leaders uh, culturally, but also on the field. Um, and if I can add in any area, I'm happy to. If I am just there to perform my role, I'm also happy to do that as well. And then one area that, you know, I haven't heard you talk about much, but I know was also a big factor of why he came back was there's a certain dessert. Oh, I knew you were going to love here yeah. as well. He, he, he <laughs> did tell me off camera it was about 35% of the reason he came back. Yeah, it could have been close to 40%. So there's a thing, um, <laughs> the Manhattan Beach Ice Creamery, they've got a cream witch that they make. Oh. And so you've basically got cookie dough either side. So you've got a choc chip cookie, choc chip cookie. In the middle is the ice cream. And the one that I like is half-dipped in milk chocolate. And then oh. they freeze it and it uh, corbs. Uh, oh, I insane. introduced him to him. Yeah, yeah, so the cream witch. But you can only get them here at Gelson's or 7-Eleven. I did my research before I came. So that's where okay. I've been going. <laughs> They're unreal. They yeah, are. it's no wonder I'm just massively overweight at the moment. It's is it? But you're basically blaming kids. Well, they're in the freezer. So I bought a few and left them in there because just at some point you're going to feel like dessert. I don't buy it and then going to have it that night. I came down, Corb was sitting at the table. He said, I got a confession, mate. I said, what is it? He said, I ate both your ice cream. Oh. <laughs> so now I know that I've just got to, when I buy them. It's so true as well. Yeah, but when I buy them, it's like, do we want dessert tonight? He said, yeah. So, okay, I get them. But if we're early in the morning, if he's feeling disciplined, he says, I don't want them, I don't get them. Oh, well, there you go. Talk, hey, talk about discipline and working with, you know, so, yeah, my so, son. Per, your son. I was actually going to say working with people who you know already. It's jokes, I'm a coach. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to bring in, I was going to bring more of a, uh, well, say in terms of being around San Diego, Martin Onu, yeah. um, working with him, um, trying to keep this conversation in terms of going towards the, the lines of getting it back towards San Diego. Like, yeah. that is so good to be back playing with him, man. I mean, just the experience that you two carry is insane. And what people can learn off that, the players can learn off that, what the league can learn off that, must be exciting to be back with him. Yeah. I mean, even for me, yeah. learning off, you know, Ma, what he's been able to do, he's constantly been playing. His game constantly evolves. Um, I think he's really evolved as a leader. From when I was at Toulon, Toulon obviously double world champion, unbelievable player, but he was reluctant to talk and really? and give his opinion. Well, I mean, he would one on one, but yeah. it's just I don't know. It's just like with with Skux, he you know, he's a private person. He just does his job. He's always been a professional, but coming here, what I've been really impressed with is just his leadership skills. Yeah, and he's well, fallen into that role. Never have guessed that though. Yeah, well, I think that. obviously coming here, he would be well, even in any team he's been in, he's one mm. of the most experienced. But it's just. I don't know, for whatever reason, it took him a while to grow into that role, but coming here, he's, he's been great, even just away from rugby for me, you know, yeah, right. going to breathe, getting the recovery, doing all the right things. Let's just put it out there, um, Breathe Degrees is, uh, this is not a sponsorship thing, but it is a very nice, uh, let's say, recovery area in San Diego. Is that where you spend most when, of the time? When you're 41, yeah. Just... So we, um, <laughs> myself and Ma, will spend a lot of time there, yoga, different things. Um, cold plunge sauna cold just plunge for everyone sauna. listening yeah no but I just reckon I think just the fact he knows San Diego so well as well he's been yeah. here for a while away from rugby he's been able to get me comfortable this is where potentially families can go here's a Brilliant. beach here's a park he's got three kids I've got three kids so we're kind of in that same um, you know lifestyle kind yes. of area so yeah he's been massive for me 
All right, Matt. And obviously, you know, didn't play in the MLR last year. So you had that year sort of break. Since when you first started to now, how do you feel like the league's developed, the quality of training, the standard of squads? I know you've only had one hit out, but you must have a little bit more of an idea. Yeah, I think you just look at the the depth of squads, you know, throughout the MLR now compared to when I first came in. I think our team was seen as a superstar team because we had three or four guys with super rugby experience or guys that have played in the Northern Hemisphere, whereas now every team is stacked with probably five or six sometimes, you know, quality players um, that make a big difference. And when these players come in, it's not really – they add a lot, obviously, from a game point of view, but it's what you touched on earlier at training, Mm. things that they can teach people, certain lines, um, when you run a move, who you're trying to manipulate, just – that whole thinking aspect of the game, those small things, uh, I think is what where the, the MLR has obviously grown. The the squads are deeper and yep. the games are a lot harder. I watched a lot of it last year. Obviously still following the Legion because, you know, Skux was playing and I was interested to see how he went. I thought Cause was somewhat involved, but I thought um, potentially it was going to be his last year, so I was really hopeful that um, he'd get over the line. Um, so I did watch a lot of the the MLR. Obviously, the standards getting better. Um, the local talent is getting a mm-hmm. lot better, and yeah, I think it's just going to keep do, improving. Do you feel like that being, I say, someone like let's not go around it, like the the standard of the player that you are in your career and now, like you've got a duty of being there to increase growth of rugby here in the US, you know, because just having your name is going to be massive, but maybe getting out into the community, obviously being um, in the MLR with the guys in training, whatever. Do you, do you feel that responsibility or is that gone through your thought process? Well, it's not It's not a responsibility that you feel, but I just think as a decent person or a rugby player, of course. when yeah. I first came in as a junior, senior players would teach you certain things. Yeah. You'd learn habitually what they do, you know, stretching, recovery, all that stuff you don't know. It's almost like, my older son and the middle son. My older son will do something, whether it's right or wrong, the middle son will then follow. Yeah. So it, it's similar with, with a rugby team. So learning professionalism of at a young age for me was important and I think just through my habits and what I do each day is hopefully, you know, leading by example, showing players, you know, how to look after your body away from the field. But when you're on the, on the pitch, we're talking about it before off camera, mm. is – you almost coach as you run as a player. Yeah. So if you feel like the move was off, you give back initial feedback and then you explain why and then the next time they run it, they'll run it better automatically. You know, the play is working better. So I think it's not just uh, – it's not a responsibility. I just feel from the way I was taught when I first came through at the Brumby setup, it was just what happens. Right. You know, the older guys, I suppose more your obligation, you know, to mm. pass on that knowledge – because it's only going to improve your squad and then obviously improve the MLR. And I know last week, Matt, as well, you got to see, you know, we're talking about the development of the league, you got to see Snapdragon Stadium. Mm. Um, you know, one, what did you think of it? And two, how excited you are to actually uh, play some footy out of that venue? Yeah, it's amazing. I it's think, insane. yeah, it, uh, even the, the changing rooms with your, your hot colds, recover, that's the first thing I notice. See, when you're 41. Yeah, yeah, I the recovery in, stations. Okay, that's where I'm going to sit, but there's, <laughs> there's a hot, cold plunge. Um, the fact that when you walk out um, of the change room, you must yeah, have yeah. felt you got your families there. It's, it's amazing. Like it's just a different experience. And that's also another reason why I come to the States initially was just for a new experience, um, yeah, just a new rugby and cultural experience and something that I can share with my, my family as well. So I'm looking forward to playing there and having the family 
Well, look, look, to kind of wrap this up a little bit is uh, I heard things about Victory Tour. You say this is your last year, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, how much do you just want to enjoy this? You're doing stuff off the field as well. Must give a big shout out to your show, Kick-Ons and Kick-Offs. Uh, make sure you go and uh, watch that or listen to it, wherever it may be. Actually, we had a guest appearance. Yes, yeah, I was going to say yeah, yeah. there was I, a little rap involved there, Corbs. Yeah, no, it went viral, obviously. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, I'll, I'll give it a plug. So anyone who doesn't know, obviously, it's a fantastic show with, with Matt Gitto, Adam Ashley Cooper, Drew Mitchell, uh, the, the prof, prof yeah. as well, the host, who's a comedian as well. And it, it, it's a great rugby show. And obviously Matt's a big part. We did a little Six Nations summation rap last week that seemed to get a decent bit of uh, attention. And The Irish, they love to score tries. Even with no sexton, they play so wise. Crossing their T's, dotting their I's, best in the comp. Matt kindly agreed to come on this show as well in return. So it worked out. Worked out pretty good, but that, that, that's part of the transition, part of life after as well. And it seems like you guys just have a bunch of fun as mates as well. Well, I think that's organically where it goes for us. So there's a script that we get sent through, but I don't look at it, um, you know, just because I want to be authentic. Yeah, we'll have a couple on, of beers. Yeah, we come on, have a chat. And we may mention something because if someone, you go to an event, a corporate event, they say, I'll oh, tell a funny story about this. My mind just goes yeah, empty. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I don't have anything. Thoughts but then when you, yeah, when you get around, you start chatting with boys, it may trigger a story. Um, and that's basically what we do. We just try and show the other side of rugby, obviously. We, we talk about the games, but we more talk about the kick-ons. So that's the kick-offs about the games, yes, the kick-ons. Yes, there it is. There, yeah. Yeah. So busy with that. You're going to finish up this year. What is Matt? I say, well, I want to almost know what is Matt Giddo's plan for 2024? Win an MLR. Kick-on, kick-offs is going to be top of the podcast tree. <laughs> Anything else? We can tie with the rugby run there. Oh, of course. Thank you, mate. I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. As, uh, no, I think, you know, I'm, I'm here because I love to compete. I want to yeah. win. Um, you know, I wouldn't come here just for a holiday. So from a rugby point of view, I would love to win the MLR Shield as every other team would, you know, this time of year. So, you know, that's the rugby goal. And then later on when the family comes, then, you know, you've got that other side of things, you know, that's switching on, playing rugby, then also experiencing San Diego and just having another life experience with the kids. Legend, mate. Oh, and the wife and the wife, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about that. Um, Gits, I mean, that's incredible. Thank you so much for coming on, mate. We really appreciate that. Thank you for uh, staying and keeping up with Corpse in the that's house. What I do. Cleaning. Um, and we'll be keeping a, an eye on you. Cool. Um, I say, Gits, where can the people who do watch this from uh, in Australia, you say the Rugby Network, that's where they can watch it from, the MLR games? Yes. Watch everything, only Legion. Uh, on the rugby <laughs> rugby network. Brilliant. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Cheers. Man. Cheers, Dad. No worries. <laughs> I mean, how good to have a Wallaby legend, an MLR legend, just a top man, Matt Gitto, coming onto the show, Corbs. And um, sounds like he's cleaning up after you in this household. What's no, going he's, on? A, he's a true golden oldie. Um, <laughs> great, great to have, you know, the wise old man on, on the pod. I absolutely loved it. But yeah, no, he's, he's been an absolute legend to, to have here. And, and like he said, he has uh, really helped me with my day-to-day life as well. So it's been a mutually benefiting agreement, but also great to have him on the pod and share so much. And just great for us at MLR to have yeah, players of this caliber, name value. You can just see from a snippet of talking to them, like what you get, the, the level. You don't become one of the best in the world for over a decade plus. You know, 
without having to, a lot of those characteristics, what you probably just saw, as well as what you see on field, but what you actually get off of it as well. I just love the fact how competitive he is and then what he's going to bring to MLR season, which is coming around the corner. So, Matt Giddo, thanks for coming on the show. Make sure you follow us on at Rugby Rundown TRN, uh, whatever socials that may be, buddy. Great work as always. It's been a good one, mate. Hopefully everyone keeps following, keeps liking, keeps sharing, favouriting, retreating, keeping an eye on our socials as we're posting tons of content. Really excited as we gear up to the launch of MLR coming up very, very soon. Yeah.